just keep going. I, I'm not even kidding when I say, okay, so for my first deal, I was about to hop off my dialer. I was, I was done for the day and I told myself, call one more. Just call one more, make it your last one, push past the urge to quit. You know, And I just ended up getting somebody on the line who was really into it. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. I'm your host, Brent Daniels, Mr. TTP, Mr. Talk to People, and I am excited about this one. I've got a 29-year-old wholesaler out of Sparks, Nevada, who for the last 12 years has been working different, blue-collar, really working with his body jobs until the last six months. He started six months ago and since then has made $127,500. This story is inspirational. This man is inspirational. It's going to be so good digging in and figuring out how he did it. Damien Jurich, how are you? I'm doing great. How about you, Brent? I am absolutely incredible. So you started six months ago. Mm -hmm. And what was the first thing that you did? Let's hop right into it. What was the first thing that you did to take action in your wholesaling business, in your real estate investing career, really? The the first thing right after doing my research and everything uh, was driving for dollars. And then I started dialing on my personal phone and you know, I realized that wasn't working too well for me. So I ended up asking everybody in the group, you know, what can we use that's a little bit more efficient? And everybody turned me to Mojo Dialer and that was good for me at the time. So what you just went out and you were finding ugly houses, got the phone number, called them. Yep, that's all I was doing. Just getting the numbers, skip tracing them and calling them. And when you got started, you didn't start out in Nevada. You actually started out in Dallas-Fort Worth, right? Yes, I did. Yep. And why did you start in that market? I was living there at the time. Uh, we, My wife and I had relocated. We moved from Sparks to DFW, uh, spent about a year and a half there before I started wholesaling. And then you know that we were just moving for different opportunity. And I'm glad we did because it led me here. That's awesome. And what made you move to DFW? Was it a job? Was it family? What 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 happened there? Uh, we had somebody that we were talking to that was living there. So we decided to move down to because we were looking to change up the scene for ourselves and kind of get a new start. Yeah, I love it. Fresh start. And then you moved back. Yeah. And then we moved back because I mean, here the houses are, you know, twice as much as they are in DFW. So I wasn't able to afford it at the time. And now it's it just makes a little bit more sense for us to be back here. I love it. So uh, you go out there, you're driving for dollars. Was this, were you doing it like in between the times that you were working? Were you doing it at nights? Were you doing it on weekends? Was your wife with you? Were you alone? Like, were you just going out there like a crazy person finding these properties and like writing them down, writing the addresses down? Or were you using an app? Like, what was the process? I I was using, uh, the application I was using was LandGlide. I think it's fantastic. It's the user interface is really great and it's pretty cheap as far as monthly goes for driving for dollars apps. Um, but I was doing it whenever I had time. You know, I was really busy. The truck driving industry is kind of brutal. You're out there constantly. You know, I was working 60 plus hours a week 
So it was hard to find time and I was tired after work too. So a lot of times I didn't get to work or get to work on my wholesaling right after working my full-time job, you know, so I just had to squeeze in anytime I could get. Sometimes I would spend, you know, two hours for the week calling and driving for dollars. And sometimes it was five hours a week, but usually not much more than that. How long did you research real estate investing, wholesaling, everything before you started driving for dollars and taking action? Oh man, that was actually really short. I'd say about two months, you know? Really? Yeah. I, uh, um, I've always had an interest in real estate. I just thought that getting into it would be a lot harder. So I was just scrolling through TikTok and somebody popped up, you know, we buy houses cash and we flip the contract. You don't even have to own it. And, you know, so I just started doing my research from there and I've always been good with numbers too. So that kind of came naturally to me once I started seeing what the actual numbers were for your spreads. That's incredible. So you're on TikTok. You're yep. going through all these different, you know, crazy TikToks that are going on. People dancing, people doing funny like voiceovers. And then there's a real estate one. You yep. stay on it. And then that took you down the rabbit hole. Yeah, basically, that's that's what happened. Um, I can't remember the exact guy that I saw on TikTok, but that actually led me to listening to Max Maxwell's podcast. And then I just absorbed all of Max Maxwell's stuff. And by the time I was done with that, I turned to the TTP or the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, and I was hooked once and I now you're shifted it. over. Yeah, yeah, which is just, it's crazy. I, t- I told my wife, I was like, one day I'm going to be on this podcast. So you just watch, you know, and, and here we are. That's kind of cool. That is awesome. So how long were you driving trucks? Uh, I drove trucks for about five years. Nice. I mean, that's a, you make a decent living, right? Like, why, why look for something else? It's actually not as good as you would think it is. The average truck driving salary nowadays is anywhere, I would say, between... I mean, if you're home daily, which is what I like to do, so I could spend at least a little bit of time with my family, anywhere between sixty-five and eighty-five thousand dollars a year. So, I mean, and then this day and age, that that's just not cutting it. But if you're over the road, it's like one hundred and twenty k is kind of the average. So less than what you made in the last six months. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I made more in the past two months in the two deals that I found than I have my entire life in any other year working prior. Nice. And was that the only thing that you were doing? You were just going out there, driving for dollars, finding those ugly houses, calling them. Were you texting them? Were you mailing them? Were you knocking on doors? What were you doing? I was already so far in debt. There was no way I was doing anything more. I was just cold calling because it's so cheap. You know, uh, All you have to do is pay for the monthly numbers and that's basically it. I mean, it's expensive to get into, but you know, it's worth it, obviously. What, what do you mean expensive to get into? Break it down for people. I mean, for somebody like me, who's, you know, already barely scraping by justifying another 150 to $200 just on the cold calling ability. That's, that's a lot of money for somebody that was in the position that I was in, you know, three, four months ago. I mean, did you have a conversation with your wife and you're like, Hey, listen, I know things are tight, but I really, you know, I really think that I could be good at this. I really think that I can, you know, find these opportunities. I've been listening to Max Maxwell. I've been listening to Wholesaling Inc. You, you know that I've been talking about investing in real estate. Like, what does that discussion go? How, how does that go? Oh, man, that was actually, that was pretty tough because it's just like you say, like, we're, we were already scraping by. We already didn't have the money to do it. So, you know, I was like, you just have to give me the chance. Let me, let me show you that this works because I've listened to countless people say that it works and tell the exact process. So I almost felt like, I've learned from so many different people that I'll figure out how to make it happen for us too. 
you know? And I love it. I mean, right now I'm going to, Damien, just speak to everybody out there that's listening to you right now on this podcast or watching it on the YouTube channel. And they're in the exact same position. What encouragement would you give them? Just keep going. I, I'm not even kidding when I say, okay, so for my first deal, I was about to hop off my dialer. I was, I was done for the day. And I told myself, call one more. Just call one more, make it your last one, push past the urge to quit, you know? And I just ended up getting somebody on the line who was really into it. But also, the even the week before that, I had talked to somebody in my market who's kind of been mentoring me through all of this. And I told him, dude, I've been doing this for almost four months now, just calling for hours and hours and hours and nobody's interested. I don't think this is real. I think you're just like pulling my leg, you know? He's like, no, you've, you've got all your numbers right. You're really close. You just have to find the one person who's who's ready to go. And, you know, I was so close to throwing in the towel. I really was. And then I just pushed through it and it ended up working out. Well, that is some great advice from whoever you spoke to. That is incredible. That is a good friend and somebody that you should keep on your personal board of directors for sure. Yeah. Because it's the absolute truth. I mean, here's the thing. Yes, does it take skills? And is it easier to get opportunities if you're more comfortable on the phone? Yes. How do you get more comfortable on the phone? Well, you have to have reps and calls on the phone. You have to be on the phone. It's very uncomfortable, but that's when you know it's good. When you get that gut punch, that Mm -hmm. that is like the universe or God or whatever you want to do, whatever your faith is telling you, like, keep going. This mm-hmm. is, this is going to be important. This is going to be change and real change hurts. And when you have that gut punch, that's when you really, really push forward and put your, your, your foot down on the gas pedal and just keep going. Cause yeah. the fact is, I mean, stats show you, you talk to 200 distressed property owners, you're going to do one deal. Mm-hmm. 99.5% of them are going to reject you, but that half percent, right? Yep, exactly. Oh, I'd absolutely agree. I mean, even some of these dialers I'd see on Facebook, there's a million people saying cold calling doesn't work, cold calling doesn't work, cold calling doesn't work. And they'll even say 99% of people aren't interested in what you have to say. And then that's when I say, yeah, well, I'm looking for the 1%. I don't care about the 99. That's it. Listen, (laughs) listen, listen, Damien, I love that they say that. Yeah, I love that they say that because listen, the people that are going to put in the most work are going to find the best deals and are going to stick around the longest because the fact is you build skills, you build real skills of communication and being a business owner. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have experience in sales, if you don't have experience owning a business and you just jump into this cold and you think that it's just going to magically happen, it doesn't. That's not how it works. But if you keep working on it and keep chipping away and figuring out and understanding and being obsessed with it, you cannot lose. Yeah, you can't. I, I mean, absolutely you're, you're, agree. You're an absolute perfect example. You were on the brink, on the absolute brink of, you know what? I'm done. I am out of here. This, you know, I, it's just, I'm going to throw in the towel and then boom, what happened? Tell us what happened. So for my first deal, you know, I, I gave this guy a call and it was just one of my driving for dollars lists that I was calling. And you know, I told him, Hey, would you like to sell your home? And he said, actually, I've got like six properties that I'm working on right now. And I actually need cash to put into put into all of them. So I'd like to offload one property that's a little bit too much for me. And so from there, I just asked him what his timeline would be. And he said, I'm looking to close ASAP. And he's like, okay, well, when can you come check it out? So, you know, I went the next day, I took a look at it and it was completely gutted. There was nothing left in there. He He had started the work and you know, he intended on finishing it, but he just never got the opportunity to. Yep. 
Yeah. So well, I mean, you're you're talking literally like he took out all the walls, all the all the kitchen, all yep. the, the cabinets, the countertops, yep. the bathrooms. Absolutely everything gone. You know, I could see straight out the roof. I could see, you know, there was no toilet, there was no water lines, there's no electric lines. He totally took everything out and it was passed down to him from his mom. So he intended on making it better and, you know, kind of doing it justice. But he just, you know, um, when I'd gone in there initially, he said, got these other properties that I want to put my money into. But once we got real, like down to the actual conversation, we found out that his wife actually has uh, terminal cancer. Uh So he was telling me, he's like, look, I know if I were to list this on the market, I would have an investor, you know, buy it for $80,000, I already know that. But you seem like a good guy. So I, I want to do a deal with you at 40 grand. And so, you know, I was like, okay, well, I can have it closed within the next 14 days, as long as you've got all of your ducks in a row, as far as the title work goes, then sure. you know, we'll, we'll get in and out of here. I love it. So he wanted 40,000. It was an inher- inherited property that you had drove for dollars. So you literally went, did you literally drive past this property? Yeah, I did. And it didn't look as bad on the outside as it did on the inside. So it was kind of bad. It mostly showed signs of vacancy to me. I didn't really notice distress as much as, you know, nobody was living there. Yeah. But it's just, doesn't it feel like it's a dream? Doesn't it feel like a movie that you literally were just driving by this property and you see it and you're like, okay, I'm going to try to talk to that house right there, the property owner of that house. And then you go and you, you talk to the property owner of that house. And then all of a sudden you're meeting them. And then all of a sudden they like you. They know that they can get more on the market, but because they like you and because they're dealing with it, there's way more important things than, than money for this family right now. They're like, get this done and I will trade price for the speed and convenience. And I like you. That's the cherry on top. Yeah. Isn't and incredible? yeah, it's, it's absolutely insane. And not only that, you know, just to sweeten the deal a little bit more for me as if it wasn't already sweet enough. He gave me rights to first refusal on the house that he's currently in as well. So when he retires and he he goes to move, he said he wants to go to Oklahoma. He told me he's going to go through me for that property as well. So incredible. Yeah. So you got it for forty thousand. Yep. What do you do now to find a buyer? So I had actually the mentor that I had in my you know vicinity and in, in my market. Sorry, he was giving me a ton of data. You know, so I told him, hey, you know, he worked for New Western. I I know people aren't usually a big fan of him, but I've built like a pretty good relationship with this guy and he's super transparent with me. So, you know, he was like, hey, we could probably get it sold at 90. If you can assign it to me for 80, I'll be happy to take it off your hands. So basically, you know, I assigned it to him for 80,000. He shoots it out to his buyers as a, a first come, first serve. And we had it sold within an hour. So yeah. just explain what New Western is in, so, in uh, DFW. So New Western is a disposition company. Basically, they have a, a ton of buyers. And you know, if, the, if there's a $50,000 spread, you just have to split that spread with them somewhere. And they shoot it out to their massive buyer list that they have. So you don't split the deal with them. You sell the deal to them for $50,000. Yeah. Yep. They go and sell it for $90,000. Uh-huh. And when you closed, how much did you net on this? I ended up netting 37,500 on it. Hold on a second. Come on. (laughs) Woo. (laughs) Been waiting for that. How did that feel? Oh, man. 
unreal. I can't even explain, you know, to for somebody who's just been struggling, you know, at the time of this deal closing, I had about $20,000 in credit card debt, $25,000 in credit card debt. A lot of that occurred through, you know, pulling less, doing skip tracing, you know, paying for any of the resources that I needed. But also it was a lot of personal stuff too. I just wasn't able to keep up with normal life with the job that I had at the time. So, you know, it, it was weight off your shoulders feel. I mean, initially it felt great, but then we realized, you know, we're going to have to sell our cars and buy a new car because we were relocating. And, you know, I actually ended up not paying off my debt and we went straight to Sparks, Nevada. And, you know, we bought a new car, not brand new, just something that can get us around. And, and we paid off a little bit of our debt, but not all of it, unfortunately. And then didn't you just close uh, another deal? Yes, I did. I closed another deal last week. Not to get nitty gritty and uh, give us the 90 second rundown on that deal. Okay. This is actually the deal I wanted to talk about the most. I feel like well, I should have told you. Let's open it up. Let's okay. Go. Okay. So actually I was on my way. I had driven a U-Haul from DFW back to Sparks, Nevada. And I had stopped to get a hotel for one night. And while I was in my hotel, I noticed one of my old friends in Sparks, Nevada was doing like junk removal. So I had ended up reaching out to him and saying, Hey man, uh, I noticed that you're doing junk removal. Some of these houses that you're doing are pretty bad. Uh, if you ever get somebody that wants to sell their house quick, um, I can help you out. I just closed on a deal here in DFW and you know we can split a deal if you end up finding something for me. And so he had, you know, I drove back home. I'd say five days later, he messages me. He's like, Hey, if you're serious, I, I think I've got something for you. So I'm just going to connect you guys. And he gave me the girl's number. I ended up calling her and, you know, she was like, Hey, we're going through foreclosure on this house. It's destroyed and we need to get rid of it as fast as possible. So, you know, I went and checked it out and it was a mess, Brent. That place was a mess. They had four dogs, three cats and two guinea pigs, just roaming free, you know? So there's literal like urine and feces all over the house. It's, I've never seen so many flies in one place in my life. And it was just, you know, a hoarder type situation. They had a, their garage was almost completely full of trash bags because they weren't paying for their trash utility. So they were just chucking it into the garage instead of having the city come and take oh. it from them. So, you know, I talked to her and I'm like, okay, well, what are you looking to walk away with here? And she said, well, I, I just want like 30 grand. And, you know, I was like, okay, well, how much do you guys owe on it? She said, we owe about 110K. So I was like, okay, well, I think I could do better than 30. Let's let's get you guys 80 and, and we'll get you out of here. So I locked it up at 190K with them. And the ARV of the properties in the area are actually 400,000 plus. Quick. They wanted 30 and you offered them an additional 50? Yeah, because I just didn't feel right taking that much when there was so much meat on the bone. You know what I mean? I love it. Yeah. Keep, keep talking. I've, I've done it several times and it I get it. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and they had two kids too, and they were just living in a poor condition. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know what they're going to end up doing with the money, but I'm just hoping that they'll take care of their family. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yep. But yeah, basically, I, I lock it up at 190. I take a bunch of pictures, I build a packet, and I post it online and or on Facebook, just one of the real estate investing groups. And, you know, I had, I had a few people reach out to me, but there was one guy in particular that was like, hey, I actually live like a three minute walk from where this house is. And I'm actually going to do the flip myself. And I've been trying to buy something for, you know, we've put in about 70 offers this year and nobody's taken. So, you know, I was like, okay, well, let's give it a shot. Um, I'm marketing at 280. 
And he said, okay, I can do that. <laughs> 280,000. Yep. That's what I had it. I had it. Contract at 190,000. Yes, sir. So when this closed, how much did you make? I ended up pulling 90,000 out of it. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Oh, I love it. You only do massive deals. Apparently. Yeah, That's yeah. The kind of deals you do. You don't do 5K deals. You don't do 2K deals. You just do 30,000 plus. I love it. I absolutely yeah. love it. Well, congratulations. I think you did absolutely the right thing there. Um, you never know what happens with the funds after you give it to, you know, people that, you know, are in those situations where, you know, they've got a bunch of pets and they're they're living like that and you hope the best for them. You, you wish you could almost give it to somebody that would like like an accountant that would take care of it and just give it to them in little bits at a time, but whatever they're, yep. they're grown up. So yep. uh, congratulations on that. Absolutely incredible. Speak now to everybody that is getting started, right? Everybody that's, that's starting to build some momentum in their mind. They've always thought that real estate was a smart investment. They always loved the idea of going out there and serving the community what real action items would you tell them to go do this week to really start building the momentum? I would say, you know, there's, there's a couple things. Start driving for dollars because that is just bread and butter. That those, you already know that they're in a distressed situation, you know, and that's a list that nobody else has. So driving for dollars is number one. Um, number two, I would say find somebody that can teach you how to do this in your own market that's willing to kind of take you under their wing. Because I had that very fortunately. I had a, his name was Caleb Beecham over at New Western. And he was just, he's a really cool guy. He's really easy to work with. He's very empathetic towards the situation, you know, and he talked me out of quitting. So I, I got to give him a little bit of a shout out on the podcast. So, but yeah, find somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Caleb. Um, so yeah, find somebody in your market. I mean, there's tons of people who, you know, they've made their money and they're willing to teach you whether they hire you and, you know, teach you the process that way. Or, you know, they might just give you information that you need to like go forward and whatever's working in their market for them. You know what I mean? Yep. I love it. Do you think that Caleb was really encouraging you because he saw that you were taking action? Yeah. Like I abs- were just sitting there, just asking him and asking him and asking him and asking him and you weren't making calls. Do you think he would have still you know what I mean? Like kind of t- taking you under his wing. No, these there, everybody in this business is busy. You know, nobody has time to waste on people who aren't going to put their foot forward one step at a time and actually do the work. So, you know, I think that if I wasn't, you know, giving him leads and getting the information and showing him that I was actually cold calling the list that he was giving me, I don't think he would have wasted his time. It's I'm, I'm telling you when people see that you are in motion they love it, especially yeah. people that are in motion, especially people going faster than you, but they see you starting to build momentum. They will work with you. They, it, you're like a magnet to, you know what I mean? Yeah. They want to support you because one, you, they could do business with you, which yeah. is a huge advantage. And you could be one of their referral partners or JV partners, yeah. uh, joint venture partners, or they just, they like the energy. Like, yeah. Not a lot of people have energy in the world. And when you have energy and you're going out there and you have that, you know, that, that sparkle in your eye and that electricity in your feet, right. Yeah. And that big smile and you're, and you're positive and you're proactive. 
people want to be around you. It doesn't matter how successful they are. They want to be around you. So congratulations, Damien. How do people reach out to you? Uh, if you want to reach out to me, man, I don't really have anything. I mean, I have my my social media, my Facebook. It's just Damien Jurich if you wanted to add me as a friend on there. Do you have an email? Uh, yeah, I have. It's uh, djurichinvestments, djurich.investments at gmail.com. So if you, if you have anything in Sparks and you need some help moving it, I know this is a, sm- a pretty small market. I wouldn't be surprised if nobody's here, but I could help you out for sure. Well, or at least give you the resources. Just the start, only 180 days into this, you're basically making kind of like a thousand dollars a day. So keep it up. Thank uh, you. It's, absolute, it's absolutely incredible. I love getting the text from you. I love, you know, seeing you just absolutely succeed and pour into the community. So I want to thank you for that. And um, yeah, keep keep doing massive deals, brother. All right. Thank you. And thanks for having me on the podcast. Awesome. You got it. And if you're interested in joining the most proactive community in real estate investing, it is the Rhino Tribe. Go to wholesalinginc.com, wholesalinginc.com. Check out what it is all about. If it feels good in your gut, sign up for a call and we look forward to working with you. And I look forward to working with you personally. And that's it. That wraps up our show. And as I close out, as always, I encourage you to go out there and talk to people. Till next time. Love you guys. See ya. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.